What is up, everybody, and welcome to Freeze Frame episode 81, brought to you by Strictly Casual, the show where we stop to take a moment to discuss all the heavily talked about news of the week having to do with movies, TV, streaming, and pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent DeSantis, today joined by the one and only Ryder Maldonado. Ryder, what's up, man? Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Uh, just currently uh, messing around OBS. OBS, for those of you that know OBS, it's, uh, it's a bit of a bummer. New updates. Sure. I'm doing well though. I'm doing well. Halloween Horror Nights. Spooky time is here. Spooky yeah. season is in full effect. So I'm getting into those vibes. Lots of spooky mm-hmm. movies are coming out. We're excited for that. But doing great. Huh? Werewolf by Night coming out soon. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. How you been? You saw you Barbarian. Doing? Yeah, Barbarian. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Good. Yeah. Uh, I've been okay. I'm ready to move. I'm moving my life down to LA in T minus six days now, and so it's like it's time it's time to grind i get to get everything together ready to go i got boxes and stuff behind me i just whatever you know you don't nobody sees that <laughs> rise you know, grind yeah <laughs> yeah but um no i'm super excited i'm also just super you know overwhelmed by it all but mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. i get down there it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be so so much fun so easy, I can't yeah easy breezy life in the la area well you know right LA, easy LA, breezy yeah. in a sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool yeah, how are you yeah, doing great. Doing, uh, doing great. I feel like it's been a while since we recorded this episode. I mean, this this podcast, and and just a lot has been adding up. We got Rings of Power, House Dragon, She Hulk, Andor, and then even Cobra Kai. I just finished Cobra Kai. Nice, uh, nice. There was a couple of days there where I was like, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, I feel overwhelmed by how much content is out. <laughs> <laughs> where to start? Yeah, where to start? Yeah. Um, do you want well, me to do the housekeeping, or are you you gonna take us away? Yeah, I can do the housekeeping. Give us a review, guys. Let us know what you think on audio platforms. The review helps us out a bunch, pushes us up in the recommended categories and just our own categories of this one would be like a movie slash TV category and stuff. The games podcast would be like games slash entertainment category or something like that. I don't know. But it bumps us up in those categories and helps us get found more. So it's really helpful if you guys give us a review. Um, also hop in our discord to stay up to date and join our community. We got TikTok for quick updates and news on everything pop culture, uh, which we got some new TikTok hacks to like try out here to see how they do oh, for our channel. I'm okay. very excited. Yeah, for this. Yeah. And then, uh, Instagram and Twitter, of course, for, you know, the videos, yeah. the vibes, the retweets, everything. Yeah. See hey. more of us. Yeah. You know what's up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, latest video on the channel. We got some She-Hulk reactions. We have an and or episode one reaction out. Uh, we have a clip about uh, what was the last checkpoint clip? Oh, uh, we talked. Well, let's see. We talked about um, oh, Cobra Kai, right? And um, yep, a new Kai. movie, a new movie that could potentially could be coming. We got a uh, review on Don't Worry, Darling. If you still haven't seen it yet, and you want to check that out. That's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then- Twitch. That's what I was thinking of. We yeah, did a Twitch, Twitch video yeah. this week. Yeah, the Twitch yeah. stuff. That was that's some that's some big stuff, guys. If y'all are streaming Twitch out there, stuff. is YouTube the move? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. <laughs> watch the video and find out. <laughs> but writer, we got a couple shows that we got out yeah. this week, and I don't. Again, I don't think I don't know about going into like spoilers and all these things. I'm a <laughs> we don't week and a half behind yeah. on Rings of Power, uh-huh. so I'm I can't even talk about Rings of mm-hmm. Power. Um, House of the Dragon. We're about to record a full video, so you guys mm-hmm. go get a whole fix on the first half of the season. Yeah, of yeah. House of the Dragon. This is the but switch. Andor. Switch up now. Yeah, I want to hear. Want to talk the first Andor. three episodes of that? Real yeah, quick. yeah. Let's this, hear it. First episode. Loved the intro. Loved mm-hmm. the intro of Andor. Mm-hmm. Thought the rest of the episode was okay. Like it was fine. It was just like okay, cool. Like Star Wars. I'm enjoying it. It's fine. Second episode was also just good. That's about it. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, good. I like what they're building here. Mm-hmm. 
third episode ripped dude third episode was so good mm -hmm. uh the actors that play like the space police people like the pre-imperial oh, yeah i don't really know what they're calling those uh well what they're calling those i people. think so the here's how i helped myself understand is that while the empire and the stormtroopers are like the military and the government these guys are the cops like the lapd yeah. the police department which is kind of like yeah. oh i've never seen like a smaller division of authority in star wars right, right? Like, yeah they're great they're, is that what you're the two main ones are mm -hmm. so those are some of the best acting in star wars dude these yeah. guys are great compelling yeah we have like uh, a like a u.s agent type guy from you know he's kind of he's a very dedicated soldier right and he's very like i don't care what's you know how the how the law yeah. is i'm gonna do this because it's the right way for you know the government and he's like so dedicated and you see kind of that switch well i don't want to get sports but um there's, uh, there's some see. good acting yeah. choices he makes i was like it's some great that he's man it's it's nuanced stuff they have good characters built from yeah. the get-go and that's mm -hmm. entertaining to me uh I, I like it a lot. I think I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the episodes of Andor, dude. Mm -hmm. Like 12 episodes now. We get 12 episodes in like two years from now, and that's it. Yeah. So 24 episodes of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just think it's a cool vibe. The music's great. Yeah. Um, if you like Luna. Star Wars, you'll love this. If you yeah. like Row One, you'll mm -hmm. love this. If you don't like Star Wars, you're just not going to enjoy this at all. So, I mean, it's. I, I wouldn't say this is like, oh, if you've never watched Star Wars, jump in dirt for end or you're gonna love it you're probably not gonna like it like if you well like Star Wars. yeah i mean okay uh, yeah yeah there's there's a there's a there's a story for everybody and this is definitely a story that's needed to be told and uh diego luna has been is talking it? about it i think for i don't for know cassian, yet for cassian yeah the representation sure. about you yeah. know being hispanic and being you know there was some there was some quotes in that first part about a hey, small man and i was like oh i know mm -hmm. what he's getting at i know what he's getting at but the, the I'll say the one thing that I love is that besides Cassian, there's a lot of like you said supporting characters. All the supporting characters have their own moments to shine, and they, they're, they're not they don't feel as weak as what some Disney Plus shows have given us. And I feel like there's yeah. stories to build off I, of each person. Little side note: I did finish Miss Marvel this week. Oh, I saw that review. <laughs> Finally, uh huh. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I got thoughts about that, but I'm it's sad to hear about your thoughts. I'm sad here nor there. But yeah. I understand. I always understand where you're coming from. That's the thing about us. I, I Iman Vellani, that's her name, right? Mm -hmm. She's fantastic. Yeah. And she carries the show. Mm -hmm. And if it weren't for her, the show would be <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. The story is meaningless. And like, uh, like not meaningless because the family aspect mm -hmm. of the show is so solid. No, I, I get what you're yeah. It's a mm -hmm. great basis for that family. But the villain and the whole reasoning and the arc and like her fa the family stuff where she inherited these like powers mm -hmm. through the bangle and stuff didn't add up to anything a lot I, of questions. I was yeah. so it wasn't questions it was like plot holes not even plot okay. holes, just like plot <laughs> downfalls like mm -hmm. i don't care even i don't care about the answers to those questions at all that's and that's true. i wanted to care about the answers and i don't and so here's the yeah. gripe because I guess surface level, surface level, yes, that is true. But and so a show surface level should make sense that way. You should get those answers right, or the potholes should be filled surface level. But because I was doing like some in-depth videos and seeing some theories and stuff, I got yeah. some clarity on some of the things. But again, that shouldn't be necessary for a show viewing. You shouldn't have to no. dive into this, this stuff. But I definitely this show should be a two-hour movie. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Like the, movie would be great. the scenes where she goes, um, where does she fly to? Uh, um, there's a whole episode 
Oh, oh where she goes back in time? The train? Or? No, that that was a good episode. And that would be that's a great hmm. going into third arc of a movie. Like <laughs> let's like do that yeah, yeah. and then have the ending that you had cuz the ending was fun to hmm. watch. But the whole arc where she flies Where did she go? Where did she go? She oh, at the end when she's like running on top of the like she's running on no, top no. of the place. There's a whole she episode like, after the show. She fly with her and her mom go um Oh, they fly to, yeah, they fly to to see their grandma for the answers to of see the their grandma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That episode is well, oh my god get introduced oh with, my like, god. the underground and kind of the oh my god but the, it was so bad it was so bad it, it made <laughs> oh, me man. lose at this show but anyways this would have been a great two-hour movie i'm telling you, you just trim everything down i mean the bad guy yeah. still is uh, whatever yeah, the bad guys were whatever but it was fun because the beginning is still good the end was okay and you could have just it could have been great sorry okay, there's my okay. miss marvel rant i no, had to okay, finish it okay no yeah Hey, yeah. and, and 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 you can have that opinion. But yes. Don't, don't be gatekeepers out there, y'all. Some people can dislike no. stuff. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah Marvel completionist now. I have to watch everything. No, yeah, so. of course, yeah. I totally know what you mean. Um, Andor. Okay, Andor. We'll wrap up on Andor. That's it. <laughs> Just Dude, said that. Oh my God, the and drums no in Andor. Today. Oh yeah, the, the drums. Um, so let's see. Sick. There was some. Yeah. Okay. I don't really have any more on Andor because the three episodes gave me a little bit of taste, and I'm like, I'm in. I want to see more, and then I can give more thoughts. I don't really have thoughts yet. Yeah. I'm ready to just move on. Yeah. Fantastic, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's jump into this. Ryder, you're gonna intro this clip. I'm gonna give you okay, a countdown. Ready? In three, two, one. Don't worry, darling. Just released in theaters. Following a controversial, some controversial headlines, as well as Avatar has a re-release in IMAX and. Statistics show Avatar re-release has earned more money than Don't Worry Darling. Let's talk about why we think that is. Kind of, you know, what are the experiences of both? What's going on with these films? And uh, yeah, Vince, we have some headlines here. You want to get into it? Let me just let me just preface this yes. by this. Writer, Don't Worry Darling. Maybe the most, you know, people are so invested in the drama behind Don't Worry Darling and Florence Pooh. Harry Styles. Wild. Harry Styles. <laughs> Everybody on set, right? You would, I would have guessed, I would have put my money on Don't Worry Darling having a huge opening weekend, a huge opening weekend for all the drama that's going on, right? Mm -hmm. But no, I think this probably earned as much money as it would have without the drama. I don't know. Probably it, even less. No, <laughs> without the drama, I feel like even not that many people would have seen it if there wasn't for drama. Yeah, which is crazy <laughs> because yeah. I think. Even pre-drama, this movie looked pretty interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I, I was the trailers that we had seen for months and months and months. I was very excited about, but I've had no excitement, not because of the drama, just because like time I goes like on. It hasn't yeah. been time, yeah, goes, time on. goes on. I'm yeah. just there's other things that are more mm -hmm. important. But okay, tell me tell me what we got here from this article from Fandom Wire. Um, the re-release Cameron's Avatar, the new re-release, is remastered with sound and picture, 4K resolute, uh, HDR, 60 frames. Oh, I think 30 now. Not yeah. 30 what was the frame rate? I, I heard some weird stuff about high frame rate. You saw I it. I think it was like so. They started off. It was like 2K, 24 frames was the original. Now this is 4K, 30. Something like that. It's not 60 or Weird. something. Okay. It's a little, little bit more. Um, sure. So coming to the main point, despite there being much anticipation about. Olivia Wilde's new psychological thriller, which might I add, Olivia Wilde, the best part about this film was her directing. Um, surprisingly, really? surprisingly, yeah. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, the, which even features two of the most popular names of all time. No, I mean, now, Harry Styles and Florence <laughs> Pugh. The remastered version of Avatars are more than Wilde's latest movie. Now, the people at Warner Brothers should be taking this seriously, with Black Adam being their only upcoming project in October that is planned for an international release. And the way that Don't Worry Darling just fared could be foretelling of Black Adam's 
box office stats. Good God. Which is scary because I, I'm sure you've seen it. People are saying, wow, I guess Warner Brothers Discovery is really relying on Black Adam here to save them. <laughs> and will it, Ryder? Um, potentially, potentially. I, hmm? I got, I, you know, yeah. I really put my thoughts together when it comes to Black Adam, and I'll have to talk to you about it after the podcast. Okay. Very clear I'm stuff. I'm excited. Um, okay, the embarrassing stats, the difference between the re-release of Avatar and Don't Worry Darling should spark worry among the main people at Warner Brothers, and fans undoubtedly agree. The cancellation of the highly anticipated Batgirl and the shelving of numerous fan-favorite shows from HBO Max wasn't very well received by DC fans, as well as those who were watching the non-removed TV shows. Warner Brothers does indeed have a lot of catching up to do. Crazy. Yeah, this is scary. I also didn't know that WB was... Uh... Publishing, don't, don't worry, don't worry don't, yeah. I, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so for them having a pretty bad weekend, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, for this movie, pretty bad opening weekend, yeah. uh, to then just have Black Adam for the rest of the year is scary, dude. Yeah. That's very, very scary. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and we see, you know, uh, The Rock, he's putting a lot of money into the advertising for this. So I'm sure he is, even though there's a lot of money in advertising, it only we'll see what the movie does, but sorry. Back to your point. It just matters if people show up. Yeah. If people show up to the movie, then it doesn't have to be good. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of how much money it makes in the box. Mm-hmm. So this, yeah, this is just crazy to me. I don't know if I have like tons of crazy insight on why people did this, but if you're watching this video, you're either interested in Avatar, Don't Worry Darling, or some sort, some piece of that. Mm-hmm. Did you see Avatar re-release or did you see Don't Worry Darling? Did you see both? Did you see neither? I'm in the neither camp, and I don't really like. I'm not rushing to go see either of these. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of an Avatar hater. I know. I gotta rewatch. I'll rewatch. It. I'll give it another say, shot. I'll give it another shot. Before watching it again, um, there is one little clip that they added, like probably 30 seconds of a clip, and then a, a post-credit scene hinting at Avatar: Way of Water. Well, it is a clip ah. of Way of Water, and um, yeah, I will say with the new restoration, this movie story aside is a spectacle of a film i will say that okay so maybe maybe yeah, that's which is awesome see. yeah maybe but i would love to see the 3d deal yo on avatar people bad, said yeah. it's really cool it's and good. i don't really did you see 3d yeah it was imax real d 3d it was the whole the whole thing dude it's crazy and that's i insane. hate 3d i can't do it it messes me up yeah but i was like this is great <laughs> all right i'll do glasses on top of glasses yeah and, uh, see we'll my mom this too out. she was like oh gotta do that yeah <laughs> pretty funny well mm-hmm. guys if you're new to Strictly Casual, we do movies, gaming, TV shows, streaming, all that good stuff. You can stay right here. Uh, if you want to listen to this full podcast, you can go to podcast services and just type in freeze frame Strictly Casual. And it'll be a yellow little bubble. It'll say freeze frame. You click on that baby, subscribe. It'll hit your feeds when we have new episodes out every week. And if you want to watch the whole video podcast, you can become a member right here on Strictly Casual. We love you guys, and we will see you on the next clip. Peace out. Good. Great. All right, that was a smooth outro there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Great. Okay. Got a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. It, it adds up. It's better. It's better every time. Okay, here we go. Uh, moving on. A film that uh, you've seen, right, already? I, I completely forgot. No, we, I haven't seen Okay, this no, you yet. said you, got, so you were going to, right? If I was to see anything in theaters right now, it would be <laughs> Confess Fletch. Yeah. Okay, so John Hamm's new film, uh, Confess Fletch. Apparently, it says he gave 60% of his salary to finish the film, which is awesome. Yeah. That's pretty great. We have here from IndieWire, uh, John Hamm has something to confess. The actor, according to the director, uh, Greg Motola, gave 60% of his salary uh, to the budget to finish filming the Paramount, Paramount excuse me, and Miramax feature. The $20 million film, released almost 40 years after Chevy Chase, first brought the fictional reporter character Irwin M. Fletcher to life. Uh, wow, this was That's revived, thanks to Hamm's determination. But Mad Dude, Man- you have to watch Fletch. 
The original. Like, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't Fletch know what and, you're talking about. There's two. There's Fletch and Fletch Lives. I would say Fletch Lives, the second one, is among the top five quoted in my house. Like, oh, quoted movies wow. ever. Okay. Yeah. yeah Up I'm there just... with, like, The Room. Mm -hmm. And not that it, Fletch Lives is bad, but, like, as a quotable movie. Mm -hmm. Like, things like that. Yeah, I got you. I was looking. I'm, I'm seeing the some of the posters here. I'm like, okay, I feel like I've seen this. I mean, not the movie, it's but so funny. I heard of it. That's cool. Yeah. That that'll probably be a Netflix watch one day or wherever it's on. It's on my Voodoo. It's on my Voodoo. Oh, so anytime, D plus. anytime you want. Okay. D plus. Yeah. Um. Here we go. The Emmy Award winning actor approached Matola to helm an updated take on the novel hero. And Miramax executive Bill Block told Matola, though, that up to a certain amount of money, I can fully finance the film. But production had a wrap with only 27 days of shooting which seemed especially challenging, according to Matola. So we looked for partners on the move, and everyone passed. He told Uproxx. Everyone said, I don't think this kind of comedy works in this day and age. They just had kind of like, who's Fletch, <laughs> in quotes. I don't think anyone cares anymore. Um, they said, let's see, nobody wanted it. It was depressing. As for the beloved confessed Fletch, Ham told IndieWire that Knives Out is the movie to credit for sparking a renaissance of the mystery and the whodunit genre. No, so wait, you missed the most important part. Oh. Production continued after the 27 days. So like Dang. 27 days went by and uh, like the movie was supposed to be done within the 27 days, but it would have been too stretched, like too tough to get everything in. So the director and John Hamm returned part of their respective salaries to the budget. Wow. Um, and so that was what helped finish mm -hmm. the film. And, you know, and being, being such a rich actor, I'd be like, yeah, you could take, take it to finish the film. Maybe I, it, it, sound, well, no. it sounds like John Hamm from his article like pitched this movie mm -hmm. to like he approached Greg Matola mm -hmm. or Matola, whatever, um, to direct it and like came to him with the story. So between them two, they kind of pitched it as like a movie. It wasn't like a studio was like creating it and then hired John Hamm to no, play yeah. it. They pitched mm -hmm. it to a studio, which is mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool that John Hamm says that, uh, he kind of credits Knives Out for yeah. Renaissance Mystery so and movies. I mean, we're cool. seeing it everywhere. I think uh, Amsterdam, uh, See How They Run. I mean, these are two movies that literally look yeah. alike. I mean, I was watching the yeah. trailers today, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. In the theater, it's like the same film, but it's whodunits. And, I mean, mm -hmm. we're seeing it everywhere now. How crazy, right? Yeah. So, very excited for this. I, I can't recommend Fletch and Fletch Lives enough. They're <laughs> so nice. funny. They're great. They're not super long watches or anything. Just like... I don't know. They're solid. I, they're great. And I hope that this movie's good. I wasn't expecting uh, Confess Fletch to be any good, but um, it's getting good reviews, so I'm excited to check it out. I'll watch it's it. also, it went to theaters and right to digital right away, Ooh, I believe. Okay. So Interesting. you can watch it at home, I believe. I wonder how much he did get paid for this. Like, mm. I wonder what his salary was and how much he gave, you know? Well, it's a $20 million film budget, so let's say he got a million oh okay yeah maybe less than a million okay. for this yeah. as the starring role good call What's, man it's right hundred thousand dollars is a lot I can, almost a million bucks maybe even more but i think you're on the yeah you're, you're right i don't know i'm gonna google it while you intro the next because if uh yeah 60 percent. i mean 20 million dollars probably if that includes his marketing and advertising if that's like the whole thing no that's, that's just, on top i think that's on top oh okay <laughs> then yeah that, that makes sense um, well, yeah, while Vince looks that up, moving on, we have here uh, an unfortunate headline, which is kind of crazy to think. Crazy here. Brace yourselves, ladies and gents. James Earl Jones has retired from voicing Darth Vader. 
it's it's getting that time mm. it's sad it's an end of an era in a galaxy far far away this comes from IndieWire. james earl jones the iconic voice actor and actor of course who voices darth vader for over 40 years has officially retired from the role now you know before we get into the headline we know from obi-wan uh he gave permission for them to use some of his voice like old old yeah. clippings to make the vader now um you know it's unfortunate he's he's so old he's so much older now that he's 91 that he can't 91 can't even do it now so that's, yep. that's kind of sad but um yeah as it was saying here show's release was accompanied by speculation about whether he would actually record any new dialogue for the show as it turns out he didn't though he still participated in the project a new story from vanity fair reveals that jones allowed the show's producers to recreate his voice using a combination of archival footage and ai technology what do you think about this Vince? yeah that's crazy you can you can finish it off well we've talked about it a couple times just like the recreation of people even mm -hmm. in movies and stuff like that um like i mean another star wars example would be luke and the mandalorian like why didn't you just hire some or look like luke you know to play young luke mm -hmm. uh but they wanted to digitally do it we talked about it recently with like robin williams and how like in his uh in his will he left or not his will but anyways like something after he died to i guess it's yeah, will yeah. in his will said that you can't re uh, mm -hmm. he doesn't want his image reproduced because yeah. he knew that that was coming mm -hmm. um there's like weird things like that and mm -hmm. so this is cool i think that i i don't think you can change vader's voice very easily and get away with it mm -hmm. unless you have an impersonator doing vader's voice which yeah. is fine but the fact that they're gonna james earl jones says it's okay to try to reproduce his voice they're gonna use software that listens to him talk and then spit out new sentences that sound like his Crazy. voice. I think it's cool technology and the fact that he's giving is uh the okay is fine. Uh if he did not give his okay, uh then that would be bad. Also, bless you, Ryder. My man is sneezing yeah. over here. Um yeah, and I'm with you because like, you know, with this technology now, if someone says no and they do it, that is wrong and then that that would end it all forever. But like yep. for example, if the brother of Paul Walker is like yeah do him and he's like mm -hmm. i'll be paul like i don't mind yeah, that's like different. that's totally different it's like cool do it all day and if like we said james Earl jones is saying yes we're gonna see vader for many 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 more years because you know it's like cool let's just keep putting him in where we can but it's yeah. a technology that's it's weird it's very weird that we can re you know bring people back from the dead how could i'm not that james Earl jones is, is dead but just in so general crazy. like yeah what a time that you could do that with voices and faces but again yeah. it's great technology but it also is very sad Let's let's give a round of applause for James Earl Jones, dude. Yeah, the most iconic voice in ever, in all of film history. Like, finally, finally putting up the mantle. It like probably is up there. <sighs> Crazy. Oh, in the iconics. Yeah. Oh, do you want to say what this? Oh, yeah. You want to say that that quote right there from there? Which which one? Oh, oh the hand. show's sound editor yeah. Matthew Wood <laughs> described James Earl Jones' role as that of a benevolent godfather and noted that Jones was eager to see Darth Vader remain relevant for years to come. Wow, see, that's the first I heard of that. So, like, see, they're going to be like, no, nah, let's just keep bringing your Vader back. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Crazy. Such a prominent character. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, moving on to other studios. We got two little things here. We got Final Destination 6 finds its directors in Freaks duo Zap Lewowski and Adam B. Stein. Yeah, I was going to find some more on this. I think I heard uh, Matt, um, John Watts was going to executive produce this. I didn't mm. know John Watts was, like, attached to some of the earlier ones. Oh, cool. Listen, Final Destination, for those of you that don't know, kind of had a like a five-episode arc, and then it ended. And it was a good finale where it's kind of like, it tied in all of them. Sure. I don't know if you see, have you seen any of them, or which ones have you seen? Or uh, 
maybe the third one where the logs fall off the truck. I saw <laughs> yeah, that one and the bridge, yeah. the bridge falls. Those are, that's the only one. Yeah. I was reading how funny it is that man, these movies really exploit our worst fears like, um, airplane crash, um, uh, yeah. high driving on the highway, being in a bus with populated people, like all the things we can't stand. Like, exploit. did you ever used to watch, um, thousand ways to die? Oh yes. On it's the same spike. deal. Same yeah. deal with like, yeah. Oh, on man. spike. I'll never forget the, the acupuncture. Oh, and then she geez. reaches over for her phone because she's mm -hmm. addicted to it and then falls and like acupuncture goes. Oh, oh my gosh. I saw this one of this guy. He would run like track or whatever and he would also yeah. throw the javelin. So he threw the javelin. It landed yeah. and he was like running, not paying attention. And then he, he like gets stabs in the head because he wasn't paying attention and he That's ran insane. anyway. Yeah. Like the what a ridiculous show. <laughs> what, what a ridiculous show. <laughs> How funny. Um, but yeah, Final Destination 6. Oh, geez. This is going to be awful. These movies make me feel gross. Because they're so oh, yeah. they're so awful. You they're know? just morbid. They're just yeah, really morbid. morbid. That's a good word, yeah. Um something though I'm excited for. Cloverfield. The Cloverfield universe makes a return. Uh there's a film in development at Paramount. But how it connects to the franchise remains secret. We've got some details here. Um Cloverfield is expanding. So before we get into it, I want to say, have you heard of the Cloverfield universe and like the online world that it encompasses? I've watched Cloverfield, I've watched Cloverfield 10 Lane, and I've watched Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. And Paradox is so bad. That's all I know. So from those three movies, they all connect. You know, they're in the same world, yeah. but they, it is so minor. You would have to be a diehard, like crazy into it. So for the past 10 years online, there's been a whole fandom on Reddits and stuff connecting a universe. And they even did like an online world, like websites and stuff to develop the story more. And they were going to uh -huh. keep going on it, but then they just kind of failed. And I hope this continues hmm. it because... That's interesting. Cloverfield is like a monster that, you know, attacks New York. And apparently it's because of a company was mining down the ocean for a mineral to make a, a drink, right? So 10 Cloverfield Lane is these aliens, you know, are invading the earth because their baby that was in the ocean is awake. And then Cloverfield Paradox is about a um, ship that's in space that they go through a wormhole and they go to an alternate universe and it interacts with the it triggers the first movie like it's like a paradox it's like a whole thing that Ew. that's a that's horrible butchering of but they're all connected huh. in a weird way and there's like little yeah. easter eggs of the comp like a company companies sure. named throughout all three yeah, yeah that you would be like oh that's the company but like, that's that no way. <laughs> yeah that's how i reacted actually that's accurate <laughs> but yeah. that was the writer one too right yeah. there no way no way. um yeah i think cloverfield is pretty cool so i'll watch another one even if it's I'm just hoping it's a little bit better than Paradox. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, do you remember the marketing for Paradox? Uh, it was one trailer and it said out today <laughs> at the Super Bowl, yeah, right? It dropped at the Super Bowl and they're like, it's out tonight at 9 p.m. You could watch it. And I watched it that night. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was I was into it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, this is the film. Because I'd heard of the hype that they were like, yo, a new one's coming. It's going to really connect yeah. them all. And so that's why I was so shocked. Because I. I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm -hmm. I think that movie's like Great. a masterclass in suspense. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, one of the most suspenseful movies I've seen. Honestly. It's not scary. It's like, I don't know. It subverts your expectations like totally three yeah. times over. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't love the end of the movie. It mm -hmm. feels like cheesy. It is cheesy. But, th but th like, that was their, hey, it connects. <laughs> that was their right, exact. Yeah, which they didn't but, need to do. 75% of the movie is like so good. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. I love it. So yeah, I'd watch this. 
Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. I guess that's all. Yeah. For... We kind of talked over everything. Focus. This is the details of Matt Reeves and stuff. I, I can't yeah. believe Matt Reeves is the original. I always remember that. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Uh, okay, next up we have Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Spencer will bring the holiday spirit to a Christmas Carol musical reimagining, and it's going to be called Spirited. This movie, I, the story. I, oh. <laughs> I'm really over uh, Ryan Reynolds' like shtick right now. <laughs> All right, yeah. We're talking about that in our, our film class. Like Ryan Reynolds, is just, okay. he found something that works, and he just keeps doing it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's but just like it's just the same thing over and over. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I'm not very excited for Deadpool anymore. Yeah, they really got to change it up for me to like Deadpool. I, w- I mean, it's like exhausting almost trying to keep up with that. You know, it is exhausting. <laughs> His comedy is so like all some the of time. it's not funny. It's like, yeah. let's make a sex joke. Let's make let's yeah. swear a little bit, and it's hilarious. Pee pee poo poo. Oh no. Yeah. Pee pee poo poo f word was funny for like you know the first movie, and then it's like, dude, we're going on movie three. If pee pee poo poo f word is like the is the joke of the next one, like I, it's not funny anymore. And the worst part is, you know, there's ten middle schoolers walking up, going, oh, "Let's put this on TikTok." Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. it's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah. So I saw there were early screenings of this movie Spirited back. I'm talking like man, I want to say January. Ooh. They, but I, I'd never seen it, but. They were already like, you know, shoot. They shot this, I think, during COVID or before COVID. I want to say. Christmas here's dude. Christmas movies, they make money mm-hmm. because like people are watching them during the holidays, right? They're usually really cheap to produce because the holiday movies, like, they don't. Well, it depends. Obviously, it could be like you know Santa Claus movie where it's like a bunch of CGI yeah. and all that, or it could be just, you know, a romance movie yeah, in a hometown that in a Christmas. Yeah. setting yeah, yeah. You're, you're paying for the actors at this point and then like distribution some cheapy locations you shoot out on yeah. a studio or something like that it's yeah expensive. honestly it's crazy. you rent out the universal lot for five months you just pay for the snow and you're just like let's just shoot yeah. let's shoot the dialogue shoot. and we're good yeah. well, <laughs> just let's see what happens. it's so dude we should make a christmas movie it probably like the budget could be casual christmas strictly christmas strictly <laughs> I like it. Casual Christmas or strictly Christmas? Strictly Christmas. Ooh, a casual's Christmas. Casual's strictly Christmas. casual's Christmas. We'll a casual's Christmas. Wow. We got a couple more months. We only have like a month and a half to figure that out before we got to start shooting. And that's more time than we need to film. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, What's awesome. our budget? Let's, yeah. see if, let's see if Universal will, will uh, you know, Let us throw us a bone here. <laughs> throw us a yeah. bone here. Uh, okay, here we go. Moving on here. We got some TV stuff. Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele. Could they be returning in a, re- in a revival? They haven't ruled it out. Um, here's a quote from Keegan-Michael Key. He says, it's something that is in the back of our brain sometimes. But right now, we're just happy to be working on the stuff that we're working on. When I say it's in the back, I mean it's way, way in the back. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I would love to see them return at some point. Yeah. Um, or I don't need a weekly thing or anything. Like I'm, I, If they just do a couple sketches here and there together, I think that would be very funny. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's hard to get together. Though. Easier said than done. I think the coolest thing have them both host SNL like uh, like their fiftieth anniversary and that's it you know like a That'd big be cool. a big thing that would be the biggest episode of SNL. <laughs> Key and Peele, yeah, they're both on their man. own highs, man. Like they're so successful right now. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, we got more Christmas movie news here. The Nightmare Before Christmas director Henry Selick thinks Tim. Oh, thinks. Tim Burton would be on board for a short Halloween Christmas special about Zero, the dog. His viewpoint 
uh, of the world or what a day in his life would be. Like, zero the dog. As for Selick, during the sit-down, he snowballed off of Weintraub's suggestion, and what came up with what he came up with is perfection. Ooh, this is, what is this? A quote? I have this, no idea. This is from a, a Collider uh, interview from, I guess, Stephen Weintraub, I want to say. Okay, all this is saying that Henry Selick wants to make a short film of Zero. Yeah. And thinks Tim Burton would love it uh, if that is happening. Yeah, I, I'm guessing Stephen Weintraub, I mean, is suggesting like, hey, would you want to make a movie about Zero? And he was like, that sounds great, yeah. Boom, yeah. sparked the idea right there. Do you like Nightmare Before Christmas? Are you a fan? I'm gonna be honest. You're gonna hate me. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, yeah. I was gonna. My next question was: Is Night Before Christmas a Halloween or a Christmas movie? Oh, yeah. I want to say that's a Christmas movie because isn't there the one with the same characters? It's like um, what's that one called? It's like Jack Skellington. Oh, you know what? That's no, the main character. I'm thinking of Corpse Bride. My bad. Corpse Bride, right? Like, oh, different. That's different. But aren't they the same characters, though? Like, they're the skeletons of them? I don't know. I think there's a theory that, like, Corpse Bride and the Skeleton guys, Jack Skeleton, are the same people. I don't know. I saw that somewhere, and I was like... No, Corpse Bride, 2005 fantasy film. Different. My my entire thought process of those two movies were like, same animation, same director? They're the same characters. Director. <laughs> yeah. It could be. I, I think it's different, though. Okay. I, Oh yeah, probably right. Unless I'm crazy. No, you're I not crazy. crazy. It's just it's, tried. it's a theory. I don't think it's true. Nightmare Before Christmas. How would be wow, Nightmare wild. Before Christmas is um 1993. That's crazy. <laughs> what? That seems way older than I thought. Um, oh yeah, it's there's just, there are theories. There's oh, tons gotcha, of theories. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a prequel. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Okay. Funny. Well, I'm just excited. This this makes me excited because holiday season's coming. We're going to hear a lot about holiday stories. That's what's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this is one that I kind of want to pose to you. This is an interesting yeah. topic to mm -hmm. me that has come up before. Mm -hmm. It's nothing new. It's not new under the sun, but it's the idea of the glorification of serial killers and the sexualization of serial killers in true crime. Like, it's it's true crime is romanticized in this day and age, yeah. I would say. I so, think... I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, you, you talk first. I'll give my thoughts after. I'm just saying, we right, we have a new documentary on Netflix. Well, no. A dramatization of Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm -hmm. Of Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix. Okay, and it's, of course, doing successful because true crime goes crazy. People love true crime right now. And I, I can't deny it. I, I like true crime, too. It's fun to watch. I, it's super fun to watch most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um... But this article is also comes from IndieWire. It says, family of Jeffrey Dahmer's victim slams Netflix's series called Cruel. Oh, no. Wait, is it called Cruel? Yeah. No. It, the, no the oh, the Cruel thing is Netflix called, series. Yeah. yeah, it's a Cruel Netflix series. The show is called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. But true crime TV audiences seem to have an endless appetite, but the true crime victims have had more than enough. Eric Perry, cousin of Jeffrey Dahmer victim Errol Lindsay, spoke to Twitter to express his discomfort discomfort about the show uh he says quote i'm not telling anybody what to watch i know true crime media is huge right now but if you're actually curious about the victim my family the isabel's or isbell's are pissed about this show recreating my cousin having emotional breakdown in court in the face of a man who tortured and mur murdered her brother is wild perry also noted that because the murders are public record producers of the true crime shows don't have to ask about mm -hmm. ask the families because court's public and like all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. is public 
Perry said that nobody on Mon- from Monster contacted his family, and they found out uh, about the show the same time as everybody else. And then another quote says, so when they say they're doing this with respect to the victims or honoring the dignity of the families, no one contacts them. My cousins wake up every few months at this point with a bunch of calls and messages, and they know there's another Dahmer show. It's cruel. It's crazy. And then you have wow. the other side here, which says, the show's production team has defended the project, saying that the goal was to never humanize Dahmer, but instead to show the perspectives of the victims and explain the ways that race and sexuality informed the killing. That's crazy. Like, I mean, there was a my, my thought is there was a little behind the scenes of the actor. And he said, you know, this show is called the Jeffrey Dahmer story, but it's about the victims and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but God, you're just saying that. It's like, that's hard to yeah. think about when it's about Jeffrey Dahmer. The show is called about him. And it's like, it's, hard to it's about the victims, the victims like you're with the families yeah and you want it to be like you can't have their murder be the climax of the show yeah. or something like you can't be looking forward to that i don't know i i don't want to say it's pr stuff but it's it's i think it's generally they're trying their best but at the at the end of the day the surface level i mean the, the deep level of this is it's just a normal another killer show you know what i mean even though they're like, yeah. no, but we're going to honor the victims this time. We're going to try and do it from a different point it's of view. Just saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's saying still that. like, I'm sorry. It's, it's, we, we don't need to see this. Story. I mean, uh, we do kind of, I guess some would argue history, right? Yeah. No, don't repeat your history by understanding your history, but seeing why witnessing, I mean, this psycho, like, it's awful. It's just you're awful. Ca- yeah, if you're causing just traumatic. Just bring up traumatic stuff for victims that are still dealing with this. Like, that's tough, dude. Yeah. For victims' families, it's really tough. I mean... I don't know. I don't know where I fall on it. It just did. I didn't, doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right with me. No, you're right. So. You're right. I'm with you. I don't know. I'm ready to see that end. But um, continuing on, more true detect, more true crime with right. HBO Max. We have... Uh, <laughs> oh, fictionalized crime. Fictionalized, yeah. But here we go. True Detective Season 4, based on the show... The show Brought to you by James and Vincent's most recommended show to watch nowadays. True Detective Season 1 is perfect. It's a perfect season of TV. <laughs> well, Season 4 is coming, and it adds a few new faces to the lineup. We have Fiona Shaw, Christopher Eccleston, and John Hawks. And I think Fiona Shaw is in Andor, I want to say. I think she's the yes, adoptive mother. Um, here we go. We have some new character descriptions. Hawks plays Hank Pryor, a police officer with old grudges hiding under a quiet surface. Eccleston plays... Ted Carrasso, the regional chief of police. Uh, Shaw plays Rose, a survivalist with a past full of secrets. Bennett plays Peter Pryor. Liz Danvers, protege and apprentice, both for better and worse. And Limbe, Limbe plays Kayla Maley, a young nurse with a little patience for anybody that messes with her family. Okay, it's a little cool. insight for you true detective fans. They, the show's been up and down. I mean, season one is... Please, everybody's got to watch season one. It's so good. Then you have season two, which even though I love the cast, it's like Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn. Like, mm. come on. Like, that's a dream team. Apparently, it sucks. Like, Aww. really bad. Mm. And then the third season uh, is Mahershala Ali. And, and apparently, it's much better than the second season. Mm. So, we'll see where this one falls. But <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe right now, following the trend. But we'll see. Cool stuff. Yeah. And then finally, our last story for today is Apple TV Plus's, is from Apple TV Plus. Vince Gilligan's untitled next series starring Rhea Seahorn lands a two-season order at Apple TV. Hailing from Gilligan's longtime studio home, Sony Pictures Television, the new series marks Gilligan's follow-up to the back-to-back critical and rating hits Breaking Bad and prequel Better Call Saul. 
damn, you know, Gilligan's like, that's his last 10 years, 10 plus 15 years. Yeah, imagine being so dedicated to something. <laughs> maybe more. When did Breaking Bad start? Mm, maybe maybe it's like 12 or 13. Let's see. Breaking Bad uh, premiere. It says 2008, bro. Yeah. 18, so, wow. 15 years. 15, yeah. That's yeah. insane. Um, so it's uh, Gilligan's second collaboration with Better Call Saul uh, Seahorn or Better Call Saul star Seahorn, who landed a 2022 Emmy nomination for her performance on the show. Gilligan will also serve as showrunner and executive produced through his High Bridge Productions, former Sony TV Pictures TV president, former Sony Pictures TV president Jeff Frost, who oversaw the project prior to recently stepping down from his executive post, will also executive produce, along with Diane Mercer, Jen Carroll from producing for High Bridge. That's Jen crazy. Carroll is producing. I always yeah. love to see whenever like um, creatives are like always together. In, in the Hollywood market, like, oh, yeah, yeah like, well, you, mean, you stay with your circle, you know, cool. You stay with your circle, you know, where six, you know, where it's working, you know, where it's working, mm -hmm. you know, where it's not working. Mm -hmm. You're gonna, you're not gonna make the same mistake over and over again. You're gonna keep working with people that drive you forward, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, so. it's, it's nice to see. And, uh, yeah, with Gilligan, man, someone that's a creative writer like this guy, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what he yeah. brings. Oops. And, Apple, and you know, Apple TV Plus, they have some great cinematography, right? We have to, the value goes crazy. I'll say it. I'll say you you had the great idea. We need to one day, maybe maybe next year or soon, we'll make a video ranking all the qualities because yeah. you're like HBO quality versus Apple quality versus Hulu. They're and still different. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's a that's a video there. It's somewhere to dive into. Totally. Yeah. Type of cameras they that use. Is a video. <laughs> yeah. The no, because even though the cameras are like the cameras, there's definitely overlap. But yeah. it's like it's the way style. that Amazon colors, yeah. the way that Netflix colors their stuff. It's mm -hmm. like it's all different. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, and, and we'll that's the news. There you have it, writer. Give me a recommendation that you watched this week. Um, okay, so our film class, we didn't see a new film. I was hoping for it, but we did dive into movies like There Will Be Blood and um, The Searchers. So, did you watch There Will Be Blood? Have you seen that? Yes, I have. I I love There Will Be Blood. I think it is. It's it's it it goes to show the beauty of filmmaking when it comes to the dedication of performance. Right, you have. Mm. Daniel Day-Lewis giving one of the most, I mean, impressive performances I've ever seen in my life, man. It really, all of you out there, there will be blood. It's a, we, we watched the opening and the opening, you know, is no dialogue, very just observatory. And it's a, it's a crazy study on American history and kind of like the yeah. oil boom and like, mm -hmm. ooh, it's a great movie. Great movie. Definitely watch. And kind of the corruption, the corruption that money brings. Oh, yeah. So, right. There will be blood and, um. Yeah, lots of streaming stuff this week. We went, went by fast. I didn't have that much to watch. Don't worry, darling. Avatar. That's it, guys. Yeah, busy week. I'll come with better ones. I'll, I need. I need to see some movies next week. I gotta get on. No, it's good. I haven't watched one movie. I haven't watched one movie all week, which is crazy. But I did finish the offer, um, oh. which is you know the making of the Godfather. I've talked about it before on the show, but I finally finished it. Um, it's on Paramount Plus, and I love it. I think there are some like structure issues. I'm like. There's some plots that go nowhere. I'm like, dang, dude, like really? But for the most part, the show is about people that are like so passionate about like making movies and mm -hmm. like going against the odds to make a movie that nobody believed in. Um, and you know, The Godfather winning Best Picture mm -hmm. and being hailed as like one of the greatest movies ever. Um, and I think just the guy that plays Francis Ford Coppola is so good. Miles oh, Teller yeah. playing the producer is amazing. Um, there's uh. 
the guy that plays Bob Evans, who is the like head of Paramount at the time, was is so good too. We have uh, the girl from Ted Lasso is in it. Juno, um, oh, Juno Temple, mm-hmm. she's fantastic. The guy that plays Mario Puzo, the guy that wrote The Godfather, is incredible. And then you have Joe Colombo, which is head of the Colombo crime family, and it's kind of how like at the time the the mafia. Uh-huh. Didn't want this film to be made because it paints them in a bad light and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was that challenge too, which they did fabricate a little bit of that extra for the story to make it more intense. But it's for fascinating, the regardless. Right? For the Godfather or for this other offer? You meant like no for the Godfather. The Godfather, the Godfather they like added in the, right in the seventies when they were making this. Mm-hmm. Like the real crime, the real Colombo mm-hmm. crime family did not want them to make it for multiple. Yeah. Okay. Like. Mm-hmm. For instance, there's a character in The Godfather that was supposedly written after Frank Sinatra. And Frank Sinatra, huge ties to the Columbia yeah. Five. Oh, that's crazy. You know, and yeah, so, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Sinatra didn't want The Godfather to be made because um, like, he tried to stop it himself. Mm-hmm. Like, He did a lot of things to stop the movie. Like, This show is fascinating. <laughs> and I did, I did pick up like, a whole article to see what was uh-huh. kind of like faked not faked but like written to mm-hmm. be like a little like dramatized right on it. show yeah. yeah and there is some things like a certain mob person that is a real person um and he's kind of painted as like the antagonist for this oh, okay. uh, and he was in prison the entire time oh, that wow. godfather's being made and he does have a side story but i'm like really like mm-hmm. it's already so good like with yeah. the real thing that's happening yeah but they have they have actors playing marlon brando al pacino that are so good like the actors are portraying these people that are in the movie. Yeah. James Caan, R.I.P. Rest in peace. God. But uh, dude, it's so good. And Miles Teller Man. carries the whole show. I just, I highly recommend it if you're interested in that history or like The Godfather. If you're not interested in like this time period, this is like Golden Age Hollywood. I would say too, oh, yeah. which is also like the best. It, it's so fun to watch. So mm-hmm. I, I, if you have Paramount Plus, this show did not get enough promotion in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, it's really good. It's really mm-hmm. good. I probably saw one billboard up in Hollywood Boulevard, but that was it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Man, dude, you you give me so many recommendations. It was the offer, and then you also recommended me the Cyberpunk show. Oh my! Guys, oh my God! I finished that this week. Hasn't been too. hyping it up enough. <laughs> Please go watch the Cyberpunk anime, uh, even if you don't like Cyberpunk. Netflix, game. right? Netflix. Yeah, it's a great. Okay. You don't have to know anything about the world to yeah. watch the show. It's it's a great jumping on point. Um, and uh, the animation's great. I think the characters are so, so good, and the music's great. So can I mark it on Letterbox? No, right? Because it's a show. I know. No, you can't. Oh. And it's only a mini series, so Thanks. I'm hoping they add it. I okay. think they will. Okay. Or I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Okay. I'll add it to Letterbox. <sighs> okay. Good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Man. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. Uh, lots of lots of movies they, are out in the theater. Oh, what, they what's freaking seen? added it to Letterbox. Oh, I'm like. It. Yeah. Oh, okay, now I'll watch it just <laughs> to my letterbox. I don't it's know. I'm four point two out of five. Oh, on there right okay. Now. Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, there you have it, guys. Go hop on Letterbox. Follow us on Letterbox. I need to add our Letterbox accounts to our bio, but you'll see that in there soon. Anyways, everybody have a great week. Great weekend. So- Lots of content out to enjoy. Enjoy it all. Um, as of recording this, House of Dragon drops in forty minutes. Wait, at five or six? Six p.m. Uh- yeah oh, in an hour and 40 so be prepared everybody prepare yourselves for the queen of dragon no she's not the queen of dragon yeah, Whatever. Uh, Targaryen. i'm sure i'll watch it late tonight or tomorrow i don't know we'll see okay okay well we'll, we'll talk about it soon stay tuned for a video coming out we love you guys uh it's been fun 
thanks for watching us and uh everybody have a have a great week bye everybody Great.